Welcome to Raise the Bar, a podcast by Gymnastics New South Wales. My name is Kate, and we are joined by journalist and gymnastics superfan Gemma, who each month will sit down with athletes, coaches, and industry experts to reveal tips and tricks to raise the bar on your coaching journey. Today's topic, three myths about flexibility. Gemma, who are we hearing from today? Hey Kate, today we've got men's artistic gymnast Heath Thorpe. He's a member of the Gymnastics Australia National Squad and part of the New South Wales High Performance Program. He placed third all-round at the 2021 Oz Champs and he's been making waves for his flexibility and artistry. Kate, did you know he's been named as one of the 50 most artistic gymnasts in the whole world by Inside Gymnastics magazine? That is absolutely amazing and it sounds like he is the perfect person to have for our first podcast episode. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear what he's got to say. I'll hand over to Heath. All right. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks for that introduction. I'm so excited to be here today. Great. So let's get into it. Um, Tell me, why is it not true that men aren't as flexible as women? Um, I think, especially if we're talking about artistic gymnastics, when you look on the men's and women's side, the women's side have skills that are implemented throughout routines that showcase the flexibility. Whilst on the men's side, we don't really have those traditional skills like leaps or balances or, you know, splits or those things that showcase our flexibility. So I think automatically from that, we just see women performing skills that require greater flexibility compared to men. And we just assume that's because men aren't as flexible. I think we just don't work it as much uh, traditionally. Like it's just not a focus. So we don't actually really see the full capabilities of flexibility in men because it's not a focal area from a young age. And how is it something that you've developed for yourself? Was it an area that was always interesting to you or did you, how did you realize that you could tap into that yourself? I was doing a lot of these skills that required flexibility and I've spoken about it many times, have always taken inspiration from um, women and women's gymnastics specifically. And I would just do their leaps and like practice beam skills and all these things that require greater flexibility. And then once I noticed no one else in men's gymnastics was doing it, I was kind of just like, why is that the case? Um, So to me, it came naturally. uh, But then as I've also been involved in a little bit of the ballet scene with friends um, through school and everything, I've also seen that on that side in their art, um, men are expected to have great flexibility as well. Would you pitch that it's important for men? I mean, how do you change? I personally think it's super important and even though I was hypermobile, I have in the recent year or two really started paying attention to working my flexibility and incorporating that into my training and actually putting attention and time to it. And I've noticed it's just transitioned across to all of my apparatus work because I do have a greater end range now. So I think it really shows attention to detail. It makes your skills look a little bit that extra finessed and it just, you know, it helps you in all areas, not just like a leap or, um, you know, a skill like a split. So I think it's really important if we start to understand that it does actually help our gymnastics as a whole, then I think men's gymnastics will hopefully uptake that a little bit more and start taking flexibility more seriously. Um, but as I said, flexibility is for everyone and it's really cool. It's not an easy thing to do. I think we kind of look at them and like, oh, that's easy. It's just a leap. But it requires a lot of training and a lot of work and you know, you have to work hard at it. So don't just write it off as an easy thing that we don't need to do because it can really help all of us in all of our gymnastics. Great. Well, that's been really um, enlightening. So thank you. 
Can you no talk to me about the second myth? Active flexibility isn't as important as static. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. So, at least my experience as a gymnast, we've always, you know, you warm up at the start of training and you cool down at the end and you do your basic stretches. You do your pike, your straddle, your splits, you stretch your shoulders, and they're all in a static like movement. So, you know, you're not really. Uh, lifting to an end range you're just kind of going into it and then sitting where you know it's comfortable a little bit uncomfortable and what I've noticed is in other gym sports um, especially like arrow and wag for example they work a lot of active flexibility because they have to do leaps or jumps that take them to that end range and to get to that it's quite a quick movement and you have to have that strength and resistance and flexibility to not one, overdo it, but two, to also be able to hit the positions. Um, and since I've started working my active flexibility a lot, as I said, it's just helped me hit, um, you know, it's just helped me finesse my skills. It makes everything look cleaner. Um, I can get into deeper ranges and a lot of skills. And I think it's just been really important and crucial to one, preventing injuries for me um, and two, to helping my gymnastics look nicer overall. So I think Traditionally, we've just done gymnastics and we've just looked at flexibility as static, but active flexibility is really important. And I think that can be applied to all gym sports. I mean, it's a lot easier to, you know, achieve a a certain um, end range in a static position. And so it might be more tempting to invest time because you're seeing a greater result, I suppose. But when it comes to the active flexibility, um, that's where it really matters on the floor, right? Mm, totally, yeah. When it comes to active flexibility, what are certain exercises, I suppose, that you personally like to invest your time in? Yeah, so I do a lot of kicks and bar work. Um, so I do a lot of end of range work with my kicks, so getting up to 180 with my leg split, and that for me helps things that I'm trying to incorporate with like leaps and jumps. Uh, but I also do a lot of shoulder active flexibility, which is really important for my high bar work, where I do a lot of stoop um, work, as we call it. And, you know, I'm putting my shoulders through quite a lot of, uh, what's it called? load and force um, through those motions. So it's really important that one, I'm warmed up to be able to do it, but two, knowing that my shoulders can go through that range of motion before I put my whole body weight and extra force through it as well. So where does each um, active and static flex, um, where's its place in a a training session? Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I warm up with my static flex. So, you know, we run around the floor, we do our stretches, we do our splits, we do our shoulder warm-ups, all things like that. And then I go into my active flexibility because for me it's important that my muscles are at least warmed up to be able to get to that end of range. You don't want to just like start kicking your legs up without warming up because I think that's going to risk increase your risk of injury. Um, so for me it's always at the start of training, just after I warm up, I do my active flexibility. And then towards the end of the session, I use that static flexibility to cool down. Um, so that's personally what I do and I've seen it a lot with other gymnasts as well and on the women's side, especially, I see that's how they work as well. Um, and it seems to, seems to do well. Great. How does a coach emphasize the importance and the difference, um, between the two and the importance of active flex to their gymnasts? Mm. I think no matter the gym sport, it's using, as I say, like a real world example. So helping the athlete understand if you're going to increase your active flexibility in this 
range of motion, then it's going to directly translate to helping you in this skill. So helping the athletes understand how active flexibility is benefiting their own gymnastics, I think is really crucial um, in encouraging athletes to take part in it. And then also just, it's always good as an athlete to understand what you, the work you're putting in, how it's going to benefit you. Is that a journey that you've had to go on or have you always, because you're, you've been, you know, hypermobile, always accepted that this is just a part of what you do? <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I've just been kind of fortunate in the fact that I am very hypermobile and it's something I enjoy. So it's never taken me a lot to, um, you know, want to do it. But I was actually coaching a few years back. Um, I was coaching little uh, little kids and explaining similar to them. And they didn't really get it at first. And when I explained, hey, this is going to help you get this like this big boy skill essentially um, when they were like level four, level five. And yeah, that just helped them understand like, oh, cool. Well, then I want to do it. So you convinced them it works. It did. It does work. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. No, I've just heard from coaches it can be hard to, I suppose it could be an age thing as well, you know, to talk about the end goal when it doesn't, the link isn't quite as strong and immediate, um, you know. So would you like to see more gymnasts investing their time in improving their flexibility, especially for, for men? Yeah, I think so. I, I don't see how it can hurt. If it's done responsibly and gradually, then I only see the benefits of it. And I think it really would just help, yeah, improve yourself as an overall athlete. And as I said, injury prevention, greater range of motion, all those good things, I don't really see any faults in it. Mm. Obviously, you didn't need much convincing, but if you were trying to convince one of your your kids, what would you be saying? So I think if we start educating kids from a younger age and explaining to them, I think you'll see them take it up pretty easily. You know, kids do gymnastics because they love gymnastics and they want to do well in it. So if they understand that if doing something is going to help them be a better gymnast, I think they're going to be willing to do so. And I think we also just only have to look to other sports. It's really interesting. You see a lot of football players and uh, sports that don't typically require flexibility they're coming in doing like gymnastics classes I remember when I was back in Melbourne we had a lot of AFL teams coming in doing gymnastics once a week to improve their range of motion and their flexibility and you wouldn't think of AFL as a sport requiring flexibility but when you think about it if they're kicking a ball and they can kick quicker or with less resistance from their hamstrings then I'm sure that's going to have a better performance so I think other sports are seeing the benefits of flexibility beyond what we see as objectively beneficial so I hope gymnastics kind of follows that suit as well. Yeah, I guess it's kind of something that gymnasts would take for granted or the sport would really? take for granted. I mean, as a non-gymnast, the, the jokes about could be, you know, flexibility and gymnasts, it's so it's so obvious, right? But um, it's interesting that even within the sport and the different gym sports, there's a perception that, you know, it's while it's useful for when it's useful in an obvious way, it can easily be something that you don't invest your time in when um, the results aren't as obvious. Which probably brings us to our third myth, actually. Um, flexibility is only useful if you are implementing it in a specific skill. Talk to me. Yeah, I find in men's gymnastics at least, since flexibility isn't a focus, we tend to start straying away from skills that require the flexibility because we don't have to do it. But again, as I said, flexibility improves your overall gymnastics. Even if you don't think of a skill as requiring flexibility, it still just allows your body to perform better. So I think the biggest misconception is that unless you're seeing the direct result of it uh, objectively, then why would you put in the effort? Great. And, um, 
I mean, we've got coaches here listening to us, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on um, what does support from a coach look like to you? Hmm, interesting. Uh, I think just ensuring that your athlete is enjoying themselves, um, has autonomy over their goals. I think that's really important, similar to helping with flexibility and helping the athlete understand the pathway of those benefits. I think it's really important to have a lot of intrinsic motivation and drive from an athlete and help them, you know, do that from a younger age and kind of get them to take control and work together with you on, uh, you know, finding their own pathway in the sport. Um, and then lastly, just ensuring they're safe. All the skills they're doing are safe. They, they feel safe in the gym. They feel comfortable. I think just supporting firstly as a person, making sure that, you know, you're helping someone be the best person they can be and then also helping them be the best athlete they can be. But check-ins, communication is always really important and crucial. And I think that just gets the best results. When you have an athlete and a coach wanting to work together and cohesively, I think you can't really go wrong with that. So. What's the most encouraging thing a coach has said to you? Oh, I, I don't, oh okay. There's a lot of years to reflect on. I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know I'm just throwing this at you. It wasn't the topic of the day, but I'd love yeah. to hear your thoughts. <laughs> I don't know if I can really think of a quote, but for me it's always really helpful when I'm having a tough day and I'm struggling or I'm struggling a little bit with self-doubt and my coach kind of backs me up and reminds me that I'm capable of it and that I can do it and you know they're just there's my support system and to remind me um you know of of the athlete I am when I'm doubting myself so I think that's ways to pick me up and I think that can be useful for any athlete at any any level just reminding them that you know one they can do it they want to do it and we're going to have those kind of days and that's okay um sometimes you move on sometimes you keep pushing but yeah just having that support in the corner is always really nice when you gain in your own head yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Heath. I really appreciate it. Um, no, and yeah, it's been a pleasure having you on. Totally. Yeah, I've had a great time. How good was that? How good is Heath? Yeah, he's awesome. I loved our chat and I really learned a lot. I thought just the way he took it to another level, even though he's naturally flexible, he didn't take that for granted. And he really looked to other gym sports for inspiration, you know? Absolutely. And I loved as well how he was talking about why we do that flexibility, you know, that he, he makes sure that he's stretching his arms when he's doing a bar workout, for example. And I think that's such a great take home for our coaches. Why are we stretching? What programming are we doing? How can we be supporting our athletes by the flexibility we do for that apparatus? And supporting them by explaining to them why it's important, right? You know, saying that this is something that will help you achieve a skill as you get older or as you advance. Uh, it's hard for kids sometimes to see the benefit immediately and you know you can really turn stretching into a way where you're bonding with your athletes and you're connecting with them it could be time where you share a joke or you know tell everyone about your day or how you're going and I thought that's really really valuable yeah absolutely and I think building those relationships and creating that connection is is always so important with that coach athlete relationship but we would love to hear everybody else's thoughts around flexibility. You can contact us through our social media. Send us a DM at Gym New South Wales. We would love to hear your thoughts. But I think, Gemma, that brings the end to our first podcast. We will see you all next month for the Gymnastics New South Wales podcast, Raise the Bar.